Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. First things first, today is May 23rd. I want to wish my youngest child a tweet. That's not her real name, y'all, but we've been calling her tweet since she was a couple of weeks old. A happy quarter of a century birthday. Love you. All right. Today, I want to talk about no matter what you've done and where you've been, there's somebody that loves you. You know, so often we make mistakes and people will turn their backs on us so quickly. I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of somebody wronging me and maybe they were sincere with their apology and me telling them I do not accept your apology and moving on and not thinking twice about them. Um... But I'm one person. You know, there's just an abundant amount of people whose paths you will pass every day. And I'm not talking about godly love. We all know God loves us, right? We all know our parents are supposed to love us. We're supposed to have this unbreakable bond with our siblings. We have cousins that double as siblings. Um, We have aunties and uncles, grandmas, grandpas, and through all that, You'd never believe how many people grow up unloved. You know, they grow up in these abusive situations or they're just ignored, which to me is another form of abuse. You know, not caring how your kids are doing in school, giving them the proper daily tools they need, shelter and clothing and food. and, And, you know, you're not holding them back. You're not beating them. You're not cursing them. You're not... Um, mentally abusing them, or are you? Are you emotionally and mentally abusing a child when you show no love at the same time? It's like, I don't even know what to compare it to because I was about to say going in a shelter, but when I go into shelters or when I used to, to feed the homeless, I still showed a lot of compassion and love. But let's just pretend you're you're a 10-year-old and you wake up at home and your mom and or your dad is there and they say hi to you, but they go on about their day. They don't really say anything else and you fix yourself some breakfast and you get dressed and you go to school and you come home from school and nobody asks you how your day was. You know, your, your, your parent is there. They don't ask you anything. They don't ask you if you have homework. They don't ask you if you're hungry, but there's food there, so you eat it. And then at the end of the night, you get ready to go to bed and they say good night. And that's how your life is on repeat every day. You never hear the I love you's and the hugs and the kisses. And and you grow up feeling very unloved or you think it's normal. And when people show you differently, you're confused. My upbringing was not that bad, but I can compare it to that. You know, nobody asking about homework. How are my grades? Why are my grades so bad? I don't know if I ever told you guys because I consider myself fairly intelligent. My IQ is 146, which really honestly doesn't mean a lot, but I love saying it because that's a really high number. But I graduated high school, I guess, by the grace of God. I've always thought I did really well in school. But then I started thinking, man, I don't remember ever coming home doing homework I don't remember the test I took. I don't remember so much. So I don't have a copy of my high school diploma. 
And I called the high school I went to in Colorado and I asked for a copy of it along with my transcripts. And when I seen that I graduated with a 1.5 GPA, all I could do was burst out laughing because apparently I didn't care. And I cannot tell you guys one time anybody ever said, hey, why is your report card so bad? Do you have homework? Go do your homework. Not once. I cannot remember a time when I put down, you know, back then you would put your grade card on the table because it needed to be signed and you take it back to school. I remember putting mine on the table, going on about my day, and the next morning waking it up, waking up, putting it back in my backpack, and nobody asking any questions. Now I'm kind of away from my subject. My subject is no matter who you are, what you've done in your life, somebody loves you. So through all that, I still had love. Told you guys a million times, my oldest brother, he loved me. He loved me. He wanted to make sure I was not out there in the world. And my oldest brother knew that my mom wasn't paying me no attention. He knew it. So even though he was a grown man, kind of, he's seven years older than me, but you know, he wasn't in the house. He made sure to check on me, see what I was doing. He would take me places and he would tell me what not to do. And he never, he never said it with a smile. He always said it and he meant it. And I actually lived by that, you know, because it was somebody giving me direction. My other brother, he loved me. He wasn't in the house either and he didn't come back. You know, he went away from college and that was that with him. He did not turn around and... And, and recycle. But he did, um, you know, when I was in school, he would send for me. He would come and visit me. And all my trials and errors, he was there for me. He was there for me. Every time I bumped my head, he was there for me. And I might not have thought my mom loved me at the time. And I might not have thought my dad loved me at the time. But I knew they loved me. I knew they loved me. But let's just say, like I went the example I gave earlier, you don't have those siblings who give you that kind of love. You don't have it. I promise you, there's still somebody who loves you. Suicide is so high. The rate of suicide, depression is prevalent this day and age. And people feel so alone. And I promise you, if you can hear my voice and you've ever felt like that or you feel like that now, you are not alone. I'm not saying that just, you know, grasping something out of the air. What I'm saying is factual. It might not be anybody in your family who's there for you. It might not be one of your friends who's there for you. But I promise you, if you close your eyes and pray with the heart of God and say, Lord, please, Bring me somebody who loves me and who cares and who matters and, and who, who wants to see me better. You're going to get it. You're going to get it and you might not even recognize it's probably already there. Sometimes you get not because you ask not. But I promise you, if you're in any kind of situation, you could reach out to me. And I can link you up with somebody. All it takes is a second. There is a young lady and I know she feels love, um, but I met her through business. Somebody recommended 
my business to um, write some policies and procedures. And if you haven't looked at my business, do so. But she reached out to me, never seen her, didn't know her. We ended up on the phone that very first time, two hours. And during that conversation, she started crying at one point because she was reminiscing about things. Now, I instantly felt something for this young lady. Don't know her. She called me about business. Two-hour phone call. The You know, we talked about business here and there, but there was a lot of personal things shared during that conversation. And it was deep. And instantly... I felt a connection towards her. Now, I don't know if she needed a Sonia in her life or not. Maybe I needed her in my life. I don't know. And I'm not, other than these podcasts, anybody who knows me knows I am not a big talker. If I'm not doing a motivational moment or doing a train-to-trainer or something, I'm more of a listener than a talker. And if you talk way too much, I'll shy away from spending too much time for you, with you. Unless I know I'm making a difference, like, you know, maybe you're highly depressed and and I'm your outlet. But other than that, I don't like a lot of talking and I don't like to talk a lot. But anyway, this young lady, you know, she would just call me and call me and text me. And her texts are so beautiful and deep. And I was like, okay, Lord, I, I hear you loud and clear. We need each other in our lives because she is filling something in my life that I am missing and hopefully I'm doing the same for her and then all of a sudden it just dawned on me there is another lady I've never met who I've had these same kind of conversations with I bet you it is my purpose to introduce these two and I did so and from what I understand they're becoming quick friends Sometimes you are the vessel. You're just driving people to their destination. You might not be the destination. You might not be that island where they get off the island and and that's where they are. You might be that boat, that car, that plane, that bus, taking them to where they need to go. Are you fulfilling your, your, your duty? Are you doing what you're supposed to? Or are you just disregarding people? You know, because of that one situation I just told you, not only did I, not only was I the bridge for one to cross over to meet the other, but they can stand on me. They can lean on me. They can call me. They can talk to me. And I look forward to hearing from them. I was blessed, not with one great strong woman to add to my life, but two. Guys, there's blessings all around you. Do you see them? Are you close-minded to them? Be open-minded. There's people who are brought into your life for a reason. For a reason. And a lot of them, when you get my age, they're a lifetime. There's still some seasons. I still have people who come through and they have a purpose. And when the purpose is done, they're gone. You know, I told you guys the story about the young lady who I thought was a really, really good friend. And I shared so much about my business with her. And then, like my friend said, she came in my back door, robbed me of everything, and walked out my front door in my plain sight. But there was a reason 
She was, she was in my life. It was for a season and there was a reason. She definitely was not a lifetime. But here we are, eight years later, there's a fire under me and I know how to move this time. I know how to maneuver. She did her job. Her purpose was fulfilled. Just because it didn't go great doesn't mean she didn't have a purpose. And then there are lifetimes. Those are the people who God has placed. They're like books. You know, I get a book. I don't care if I like the book or not. I don't give it away. I don't throw it away. I don't sell it. I put it on my bookshelf and I keep it for a lifetime. And when I need it, there might be a reference in it. I'll pull that book out and I'll look at it. And then I put it back in its place. Then I got some books that I've went through so many times, like my Bible, that they get worn out. And they got stuff all in the margin. Great notes. You know, oh man, I missed that last time. That's a great note. Those are my friend friends. They're always there. And they give me great references. And, and they just give me great gems. And I write them down. And I go back and reference them often. Not every once in a while. Pull them off the shelf. And I've been through some things, you guys. But I still got love. I have friends who love me in my lowest times, in my best times. The friendship doesn't change. You know what changes? How much more they'll do for me. You know, this, this I'm planning a conference, a book signing in Kansas City next year. And I have people who cannot wait to be there. They just, they cannot wait to see me. They can't wait to read the book. They are my ride or dies. They're my friends. And no matter what I've done in my life, they love me. Then I have some other people who reach out to me and ask me about my book and ask me things, but they really don't care. It's usually a prelude to ask me for something else or just to tell me what's going on in their life and they just feel like asking me about myself. And you could tell it's not sincere because they quickly move on to about them. They don't expound on whatever you told them. And that's okay too. I know the proper place for everybody in my life. I used to not. And I didn't trust people. You know, I had a really, really, really good friend. I loved her. She was my sister. And we fell out. And when we fell out, I missed her. And she missed me. And when we got back together, my heart was even bigger for her. But then we fell out again. And I had to sit back and look at our friendship. And I seen, man, sometimes you love people more than they love you. And you put them in the wrong position in your life because you feel like the feeling's mutual. So you got to be careful and really look at somebody's intentions towards you in their life and how they genuinely feel when the lights are out and when you're not around. And when they're around people who might not know you the same or might not like you the same, what do they say then? How do they act? How do they react? What do they do? Because they might love you, but they don't love you with their whole heart. They love you in circumstances. 
their love is situational. It's not agape. And it is sometimes based on what you can do for them. So remember, no matter what you're going through, there's somebody who loves you. Put people in their proper place. And when you do that, when you don't lean on people who really don't have a heart for you, and you open up your heart and your mind and your soul to others, you got a whole new world ahead of you. I actually mean it when I say if you feel depressed or alone, reach out to me. I'm Sonia. Nice to meet you. You can reach out to me at Led, that's L-E-D, by Motivation07, all together, at gmail.com. You can go on my website, www.ledbymotivation.com, and there are a plethora of people that will show you nothing but love. And it's sincere. We don't ask for nothing in return except honesty and sincerity. That's it. And we'll love on you. And let you know how much you matter. It's that simple. If it's hard for people to show you, it's because maybe they just don't know how. Maybe they've missed it. Maybe they missed it. I'm going to give you this last point and I'm going to end this. Got a phone call from somebody I genuinely love. Here we go again, right? And this person was suicidal. And they had left their job. They walked out. Because they just, they they were just fit to be tied. And all they knew was they couldn't take life anymore. And something told them to call me. And you're talking a family member that's removed a couple of generations. But for some reason they felt fit to call me. And I understood why they called me. Because I've been fit to be tied. <laughs> and I felt alone before. And... I've wanted to be gone from here, but God, and I listened, and I didn't dismiss any of their feelings. I listened. I didn't tell them how selfish they were. I didn't tell them how silly they sounded. I ain't say, I don't want to hear this. You, you want to do what? I listened, and when they finished, I asked them one question. Tell me. Why you don't want to be here anymore? What is it exactly? And everything they told me had something to deal with somebody else. The way this person talked to them. The way this person treated them. How much they loved this person and the way they felt. And then I asked them, what about you? How do you feel about you? What do you think about you? Because you're putting all of your Thoughts and feelings about your life in other people's hands. If we all did that all the time, we would all be ready to leave here. Because we all encounter people who really don't care for us, who don't like us, who don't love us, who talk bad about us, who turn their backs on us, who say they love us to our face, but stab us in our backs. We've all encountered that. A family member who talks about us, a family member who doesn't care for us, a family member, jealousy, envy, strife. We've all been there. And if we took every negative thing or feeling or thought or word somebody said about us and we took it to heart, we'd all be depressed all the time. 
So first off, love you. Know who you are, know whose you are. If you can do those things, what other people say and do might hurt. You might cry. You might not understand. But the love for yourself is so great, you won't want to take yourself out of here. Now, mental health issues are real. So some people might not feel that way. But if you don't have any mental health issues, if you're not clinically depressed, love yourself first. That way other people can hurt you, but they can't take you from here. Remember that. You love you. God loves you. He will place people in your life that will also love you and care for you and do it with sincerity. I am your girl, Sonia McQueen. Your mind, your body, your choice. And I didn't say it three episodes ago, but welcome to season three. I appreciate all of you. And I am going to try my best to start doing this daily. I might miss a day here or there. I got a lot going on in my life. But I'm going to try my best. And if you have a topic, if you want to be on the show, all you got to do is email me, um, livebymotivation07 at gmail.com. And I have a guest that you guys all love. She'll be on the show hopefully this week, if not this week, next. Um, Stay tuned for Paula. I also have four other people I'm going to ask to be guests on this show. They'll call me, tell me how much they love the show, but then they shy away when I say be a guest. So I think I can get them on the show, though. You guys have a beautiful day.